Welcome to the fifth episode of Resuscitating the Business of Humanity. The title of this episode is Navigating Your Will. The date is March 22nd, 2020. The location is Des Moines, Iowa, and I am Gary William Bear. At this juncture, I would like to request your indulgence in allowing me to revisit the metaphor of the sovereign in the kingdom from the last episode to further explore the role of the subjects of the court, as doing so will provide additional insights that are critical to navigating your will. As you recall, the subjects that enter the court of the sovereign bring their gifts, reports, and requests. Some of the subjects are expected there, but many are not, and no one knows for certain, not even the sovereign, who will come, what they will say, or how they will behave once they arrive. To be very clear, the sovereign does not know which subjects will be in the court on any given day. Nonetheless, the sovereign always exhibits patience, gratitude, and grace by noticing, acknowledging, and accepting, by fundamentally saying yes to each subject that is present in the court. What is noteworthy about saying yes is that the sovereign has not agreed to anything. Instead, in saying yes, the sovereign has simply noticed the subject is there to present something, acknowledged what the subject has presented, accepted or taken receipt of what the subject has presented. In saying yes, the sovereign has not obligated the kingdom or confirmed any outcome to what the subject has presented. Now, why, you may ask, is this important? Why is this distinction important? It is important because in noticing, acknowledging, and accepting, in effect saying yes to the truth of the moment, the sovereign creates the best possible environment for deeper truths about the gift, report, or request to be revealed where denying, dismissing, or ignoring creates an inhospitable environment for deeper truths to be concealed. Actually, I actually have some experience with this. Over the past decade, I have had the opportunity to be present during discussions with the prince of a royal family who always conducted himself like the sovereign of a kingdom in his court. By this I mean that he conducted himself in a kind, courteous, and gracious manner whenever others arrived at his court, which was his place of business. Naturally, after some talk, the conversation would navigate to the purpose of the meeting and, at the conclusion, without exception, he would thank those present for their comments, suggestions, and observations by saying some version of, I am so glad you have come. Yes, this is very good. We will definitely do this together, or I very much like your concept. But never, and I mean never, did that yes result in an agreement to move forward on the basis of what had been presented. It took a few times before I was able to understand what was actually going on. What I ultimately realized was that there were many unknown and therefore unforeseen variables to each proposal, 
which only came to light because of the manner in which the prince behaved. Then, as if by magic, his noticing, acknowledging, and accepting resulted in one of three outcomes. It either clarified, transformed, or terminated the topic that was the subject matter of the discussion. Miraculously, in him simply saying yes, the prince established an environment that was conducive for deeper truths to be known, to effortlessly rise to the surface, which were previously hidden from view. Then, when the truth was seen by all present, the next step was clear to all present. It was obvious whether to move forward, modify the direction, or terminate the discussion. And I saw this process repeated a hundred different ways, each time revealing how saying yes held this uncanny power of navigating a conversation to find its underlying truth, which the prince had learned as part of his preparation for his future role as the sovereign in his family's kingdom. Due to my observation of this, I discovered that saying yes and only yes, each step along the way, was affording access to a hidden principle that held the key to unlocking the truth of any consideration. I offer you this insight because you are no different than the sovereign of the kingdom or the prince in my example. You also do not know what subjects, what thoughts, emotions, and sensations will arrive unannounced in the court of your present moment. You don't know this because, like the sovereign, you do not get to choose which thoughts you will think next, which emotions you will feel next, and which sensations you will experience next. All of them arrive uninvited in your moment. So, you don't know who they will be, what they will want, or how they will behave, and, for this reason, your best response will always be to say yes to whatever shows up by you noticing, you acknowledging, and you accepting the content of your moment. Just say yes so that you too may discover the underlying truth without obligating or committing yourself to decide a course of action until you feel free and not bound to do so. Now, I realize that in saying this, you may feel shocked, even indignant, that you are not the author or cause of your thoughts, emotions, or sensations. But you don't need to take my word for this. Rather, you can verify the truth of this on the basis of your own experience by sitting down and closing your eyes with the intention of not thinking any thoughts, feeling any emotions, or experiencing any sensations. Can you do this? Are you able to experience a void in which these three do not arise? If not, try this. Allow yourself to notice, acknowledge, and accept what arises next by stating to yourself, thinking in your mind, I notice that I do not author my thoughts, emotions, and sensations. I acknowledge what it means to me that I do not author my thoughts, 
emotions and sensations. And I accept that I feel, and you supply the truth of this, I feel confused, sad, angry, bewildered, whatever is there, that I do not author my thoughts, emotions, and sensations. Next, give yourself permission to say yes to every other subsequent thought, emotion, or sensation that follows by noticing, acknowledging, and accepting whatever arises. And you do so with the understanding that you are not agreeing with any of it. You're just saying yes to it being there as the content of your moment. Now, what do you notice from this exercise? Do you find some ease from doing this? If you do, do you know why? The answer is that for a moment you entertain the truth about the content of your moment without having to decide to do anything next. What you have done is accept the inevitability because the present moment is inevitable. It has already arised and so has its content. And all you have done is say yes to it and the rest was automatic. In light of this, you may ask, how do you navigate your will if you don't author anything? Don't author your thoughts, emotions, or sensations. In fact, where is the power and authority to choose? And moreover, what is the point? And that is a really great question. But the answer you seek will only come when you understand the truth of your will. And to understand the truth of your will, you need to see it operating up close and personal. Once you do, you will discover that your will is your capacity to choose in every moment. But, and this is a big but, your will affords you three and only three choices regarding the content of the moment of your life. That's right, your will is limited to one of three choices. Now, by content of the moment of your life, or content of the moments of your life, I'm referring to the fact that you experience life within each moment, and within those moments, the content of your experience about which you must decide shows up in one of three domains. Do you know what I mean by this, by the three domains of experience? The three domains to which I am referring are your mental, emotional, and physical domains, as in the thoughts you think, emotions you feel, and sensations you experience. These three determine the categories of experience available to you within your moment. In fact, your entire life plays out as an ever-shifting, interwoven, and complex tapestry of experience within the three domains. But it's not actually that simple, for if you pay attention to the content of your experience, you will find that there are many things going on all at the same time within the three domains. You can verify this for yourself by sitting quietly and allowing your attention to notice the thoughts, emotions, and sensations moving through your moment. You will also notice that most of them tend to go on in the background without demanding your attention. 
like the urge to change how you sit, scratch your face, swallow, have a memory float by, or maybe even wonder why you ever decided to listen to these talks. They all move on in the background until you notice. Such as when you notice the pressure of your back against the chair, but do not notice you are holding your breath. Or that your eyes feel tired, but do not notice you are thirsty. Or that you are impatient trying to get around the car in front of you at the light, but fail to notice it is about to turn left. So lots of stuff is going on in each moment, in each of the domains, where only the most dominant ones demand you consciously notice. I know this seems as if you are multitasking many things at once, but in truth, all the stuff orbits through the three domains like planes directed by traffic control. Someone else is in charge until one gets cleared for landing and warrants your attention so that you notice it. And it is this capacity of noticing one thing at a time that is important to point out because it is not possible to say yes to that which you are not able to notice. So you have to pay attention. And if you pay attention to the content of your moments, you will notice that your activity of will is engaged in one of three choices. It is either accepting, denying, or ignoring the content of your experience within each moment, as in, I will to do this, I will to not do this, or I will to ignore this. Or more specifically, I will to accept, deny, or ignore this thought, emotion, or sensation. So each time you exercise your will, you do so by choosing one of three operators, where not choosing one of them is not a choice available to you. Then, instantly following your last choice, you are presented with the next moment and its choice about which you must again exercise your will. Again, you must choose. But once more, you may only choose to accept deny or ignore. It doesn't matter the topic, place, or time. Your choices are always the same. In this sense, your will is always in the on mode such that you cannot not operate your will, which is helpful in one way and detrimental in another. It's helpful in the sense that you don't have to consciously monitor all the minutia of choice that takes place as you get up and walk across the room, eat a pizza, or read a book. Just think about this. How many acts of will are required to do any of these? And if you had to consciously monitor the choices inherent in each moment of life, you would be overwhelmed by the mere prospect of going to the bathroom, let alone navigating the more complex areas of your life. It's detrimental in the sense that in not consciously monitoring the minutia of choices, by default, you have a habit of not noticing most of it, which makes you unaware of the majority of choices you make. And while this makes your life less overwhelming, being unaware precludes you, prevents you from noticing that your unconscious decisions to accept, deny, or ignore are actually the result of the operation of your emotion quotient, your EQ, which is inextricably tied to your past beliefs which bind you. 
In this sense, not only is your will always in the on mode, so too is your EQ, such that you cannot choose to operate your will without your EQ participating in that choice. So if you want to free your will, you have to choose without the influence of your EQ, which means that you really need to be paying attention. You just can't sort of go with the flow. But don't you find the prospect of monitoring each and every moment of choice daunting? I do. My goodness, if this is what is needed to free my will as I made my way through life, I probably wouldn't want to leave my bed. In point of fact, I would do everything I could to keep things simple. But this is not practical, nor is it necessary. The good news is that in being human, you come with a standard feature, not an aftermarket option, but a built-in one that generates a symptom whenever you accept, deny, or ignore the content of your moment. And it's really quite simple. Each time you accept the content of your moment, you feel a sense of freedom, ease, or peace. And each time you deny the content of your moment, you experience binding, fear, or dis-ease. And each time you ignore the content of your moment, you feel doubt as the suspension of your knowing. But to further complicate the matter, when you're not paying attention, your emotion quotient is making decisions for you, masquerading as your sovereign will in any of those moments where you vacate your seat of power, your will, by not paying attention. This being the predicament in which you find yourself, how do you use your three choices of will to navigate to the truth that sets you free when your tendency to not notice enables your EQ by default to eclipse your choices along the way? This is an important consideration because you cannot free yourself as long as the unresolved emotion quotient within causes you to make the same choices over and over again. For it is this and only this why we say that history repeats itself. It is the unresolved emotion quotient in a people or its leaders that cause history to repeat itself. But fortunately, in saying yes, you are able to activate a principle that has the power to unmake your beliefs by transforming the energy and motion of your EQ, thereby restoring peace to the place of your present moment, which reveals the truth that will set you free to choose well. In episode six, which is titled Unmaking Your Beliefs, I will talk to you about the key to unmaking your beliefs to facilitate the process that will free your will as you move through life, whether you are an individual, a member of society, or participant in business. I thank you for listening. Bye for now.